chapter three twenty eight of gargantua and pantagruel book three by francois rabelais this librivox recording is in the public domain how friar john comforteth panurge in the doubtful matter of cuckoldry i understand thee well enough said friar john but time makes all things plain the most durable marble or porphyry is subject to old age and decay though for the present thou possibly be not weary of the exercise yet is it like i will hear thee confess a few years hence that the cods hang dangling downwards for want of a better truss i see thee waxing a little hoar-headed already thy beard by the distinction of grey white tawny and black hath to my thinking the resemblance of a map of the terrestrial globe or geographical chart look attentively upon and take inspection of what i shall show unto thee behold there asia here are tigris and euphrates lo there afric here is the mountain of the moon yonder thou mayest perceive the fenny march of nilus on this side lieth europe dost thou not see the abbey of Thelene? this little tuft which is altogether white is the hyperborean hills by the thirst of my thropple friend when snow is on the mountains i say the head and the chin there is not then any considerable heat to be expected in the valleys and low countries of the codpiece by the kives of thy heels quoth panurge thou dost not understand the topics when snow is on the tops of the hills lightning thunder tempest whirlwinds storms hurricanes and all the devils of hell rage in the valleys wouldst thou see the experience thereof go to the territory of the switzers and earnestly perpend with thyself there the situation of the lake of wunterberlich about four leagues distant from bern on the scion side of the land thou twittest me with my grey hairs yet considerest not how i am of the nature of leeks which with a white head carry a green fresh straight and vigorous tail the truth is nevertheless why should i deny it that i now and then discern in myself some indicative signs of old age tell this i prithee to nobody but let it be kept very close and secret betwixt us two for i find the wine much sweeter now more savoury to my taste and unto my palate of a better relish than formerly i was wont to do and withal besides mine accustomed manner i have a more dreadful apprehension than i ever heretofore have had of lighting on bad wine note and observe that this doth argue and portend i know not what of the west and occident of my time and signifieth that the south and meridian of mine age is past but what then my gentle companion that doth but betoken that i will hereafter drink so much the more that is not the devil hail it the thing that i fear nor is it there where my shoe pinches the thing that i doubt most and have greatest reason to dread and suspect is that through some long absence of our king pantagruel to whom i must needs bear company should he go to all the devils of barathrum my future wife shall make me a cuckold this is in truth the long and short aunt for i am by all those whom i have spoke to menaced and threatened with a horned fortune and all of them affirm it is the lot to which from heaven i am predestinated every one answered friar john 
that would be a cuckold is not one if it be thy fate to be hereafter of the number of that horned cattle then may i conclude with an ergo thy wife will be beautiful and ergo thou wilt be kindly used by her likewise with this ergo thou shalt be blessed with the fruition of many friends and well willers and finally with this other ergo thou shalt be saved and have a place in paradise these are monarchal topics and maxims of the cloister thou mayest take more liberty to sin thou shalt be more at ease than ever there will be nevertheless left for thee nothing diminished but thy goods shall increase notably and if so be it was preordinated for thee wouldst thou be so impious as not to acquiesce in thy destiny speak thou jaded cod faded cod mouldy cod musty cod paltry cod senseless cod foundered cod distempered cod bereaved cod inveigled cod dangling cod stupid cod seedless cod soaked cod cod coldish cod pickled cod churn cod filliped cod single-fied cod begrimed cod wrinkled cod fainted cod extenuated cod grim cod wasted cod inflamed cod unhinged cod scurfy cod straddling cod putrefied cod maimed cod overlechered cod druggily cod nidified cod goat-ridden cod weakened cod ass-ridden cod puff-pasted cod saint anthonified cod untripe cod blasted cod cut-off cod beverage cod scarified cod dash cod slash cod and feeble cod whore-hunting cod deteriorated cod chill cod scrupulous cod crazed cod tasteless cod sorrowful cod murdered cod metachin like cod besotted cod customerless cod mince cod exulcerated cod patch cod stupefied cod annihilated cod spent cod foiled cod foiled cod anguished cod disfigured cod disabled cod forceless cod censured cod cut cod rifled cod undone cod corrected cod slit cod skittish cod spongy cod botched cod dejected cod jagged cod pining cod deformed cod mischieved cod cobbled cod embased cod ransacked cod despised cod mangy cod abased cod supine cod mended cod dismayed cod divers cod weary cod sad cod cross cod vainglorious cod poor cod brown cod drunken cod abhorred cod troubled cod scornful cod dishonest cod reproved cod cockatted cod filthy cod shred cod charmed cod short-winded cod branchless cod chapped cod failing cod louding cod discouraged cod surfeited cod peevish cod translated cod forlorn cod unsavory cod worm-eaten cod overtore cod miserable cod steep cod kneaded with cold waters cod hack cod flaggy cod scrubby cod drain cod hail cod lolling cod ranch cod burst cod stirred up cod mitred cod peddlingly furnished cod rusty cod exhausted cod perplexed cod unhealth cod fizzle cod leprous cod bruised cod spadonic cod bowdy cod mealy cod wrangling cod gangrene cod crust-ridden cod ragged cod quelled cod braggadocio cod beggarly cod trepan cod bedusk cod emasculated cod cork cod transparent cod bile cod antedated cod chopped cod pink cod cup glassified cod harsh cod beaten cod barred cod abandoned cod confounded cod loutish cod borne down cod sparred cod bashed cod unseasonable cod oppressed cod grated cod falling away cod small cat cod disordered cod lattice cod ruined cod exasperated cod rejected cod belamed cod fabricitant cod perused cod emasculated cod roughly handled cod examined cod cracked cod wayward cod haggled cod gleaning cod ill-favored cod pole cod drooping cod 
faint cod parch cod paltry cod canker cod void cod vex cod bestunk cod winnowed cod decayed cod disastrous cod and unhandsome cod stum cod barren cod wretched cod feeble cod cast down cod stop cod kept under cod stubborn cod ground cod wretchless cod weather-beaten cod flayed cod bald cod tossed cod flapping cod cleft cod meagre cod appellant cod swagging cod withered cod broken reined cod defective cod crestfallen cod felled cod fleeted cod cloyed cod squeezed cod rusty cod pounded cod loose cod fruitless cod riven cod percy cod fusty cod jadish cod fistulous cod languishing cod maleficiated cod hectic cod worn-out cod ill-favored cod duncified cod macerated cod paralytic cod degraded cod benumbed cod bat-like cod fart-shotten cod sunburnt cod pacified cod blunted cod rankling tasted cod rooted out cod costed cod hailed on cod cuffed cod buffeted cod wirated cod robbed cod neglected cod lamed cod confused cod unsavory cod overthrown cod bolted cod trod under cod desolate cod declining cod stinking cod crooked cod grabbling cod rotten cod anxious cod clouded cod tired cod proud cod fractured cod melancholy cod coxcombly cod base cod bleak cod detested cod diaphanous cod unworthy cod check cod mangled cod turned over cod hairy cod flawed cod froward cod ugly cod drawn cod riven cod distasteful cod hanging cod broken cod limber cod effeminate cod kindled cod evacuated cod grieved cod carking cod disorderly cod empty cod disquieted cod desisted cod confounded cod hooked cod unlucky cod sterile cod beshitten cod appeased cod caitiff cod woeful cod unseemly cod heavy cod weak cod prostrated cod uncomely cod naughty cod laid flat cod suffocated cod held down cod barked cod hairless cod flamping cod hooded cod wormy cod besisted cod in his anxiety to swell his catalogue as much as possible sir thomas urquart has set down this word twice deficient cod lean cod consumed cod used cod puzzled cod allayed cod spoiled cod clagged cod palsy stricken cod amazed cod bedunced cod extirpated cod banged cod stripped cod hoary cod blotted cod sunk in cod ghastly cod unpointed cod blistered cod wizened cod beggar-plated cod dolph cod clardy cod lumpish cod abject cod side cod choked up cod backward cod prolix cod spotted cod crumpled cod frumpled cod dumpified cod suppressed cod haggard cod jawped cod havocked cod astonished cod dulled cod slow cod plucked up cod constipated cod blown cod blockified cod pummeled cod all too bemauled cod fallen away cod stale cod corrupted cod devoured cod amated cod blackish cod underlaid cod loathing cod ill-filled cod bobbed cod mated cod tonic cod wheeled cod besmeared cod hollow cod pantless cod gizzened cod demiss cod refractory cod faulty cod mealed cod mortified cod scurvy cod bescabbed cod torn cod subdued cod sneaking cod beer cod swart cod smutched cod raised up cod chopped cod flirted cod blamed cod rency cod frowning cod limping cod raveled cod ramage cod gaunt cod beskimmered cod scraggy cod lank cod swashering cod moiling cod swinking cod hairy cod tugged cod toad cod misused cod at a medical cod bollock at so to the devil my dear friend panurge seeing it is so decreed by the gods wouldst thou invert the course of the planets 
and make them retrograde wouldst thou disorder all the celestial spheres gleam the intelligences blunt the spindles joint the whirves slander the spinning quills reproach the bobbins revile their clued bottoms and finally ravel and untwist all the threads of both the warp and the waft of the weird sister parsi what are pox to thy bones dost thou mean stony cod thou wouldst if thou couldst a great deal worse than the giants of old intended to have done come hither billy cullion whether wouldst thou be jealous without cause or be a cuckold and know nothing of it neither the one nor the other quoth panurge would i choose to be but if i get an inkling of the matter i will provide well enough or there shall not be one stick of wood within five hundred leagues about me whereof to make a cudgel in good faith friar john i speak now seriously unto thee i think it will be my best not to marry hearken to what the bells do tell me now that we are nearer to them do not marry marry not 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 marry marry not 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 if thou marry thou wilt miscarry carry carry thou'lt repent it resent it sent it if thou marry thou a cuckold a cuckoo cuckoo a cuckoo cuckoo cuckold thou shalt be by the worthy wrath of god i begin to be angry this campanilian oracle fretteth me to the guts a march here was never in such a chafe as i am oh how i am vexed you monks and friars of the cowl-pated and hood-poled fraternity have you no remedy nor salve against this malady of graffing horns in heads hath nature so abandoned humankind and of her help left us so destitute that married men cannot know how to sail through the seas of this mortal life and be safe from the whirlpools quicksands rocks and banks that lie alongst the coast of cornwall i will said friar john show thee a way and teach thee an expedient by means whereof thy wife shall never make thee a cuckold without thy knowledge and thine own consent do me the favour i pray thee quoth panurge my pretty soft downy cod now tell it billy tell it i beseech thee take quoth friar john hans carvel's ring upon thy finger who was the king of melinda's chief jeweller besides that this hans carvel had the reputation of being very skilful and expert in the lapidary's profession he was a studious learned and ingenious man a scientific person full of knowledge a great philosopher of a sound judgment of a prime wit good sense clear-spirited an honest creature courteous charitable a giver of alms and of a jovial humour a boon companion and a merry blade if ever there was any in the world he was somewhat gore-bellied and had a little shake in his head and was in effect unwieldy of his body in his old age he took to wife the bailiff of concordat's daughter young fair jolly gallant spruce frisk brisk neat feet smirk smug comp quaint gay fine tricksy trim decent proper graceful handsome beautiful comely and kind a little too much to her neighbours and acquaintance hereupon it fell out after the expiring of a scantling of weeks that master carvel became as jealous as a tiger and entered into a very profound suspicion that his new married gixy did keep a buttock stirring with others to prevent which inconveniency he did tell her many tragical stories of the total ruin of several kingdoms by adultery did read unto her the legend of chaste wives and made some lectures to her in the praise of the choice virtue of pudicity and did present her with a book in commendation of conjugal fidelity wherein the wickedness of all licentious women was odiously detested 
and withal he gave her a chain enriched with pure oriental sapphires notwithstanding all this he found her always more and more inclined to the reception of her neighbour cope's mates that day by day his jealousy increased in sequel whereof one night as he was lying by her whilst in his sleep the rambling fancies of the lecherous deportments of his wife did take up the cellules of his brain he dreamt that he encountered with the devil to whom he had discovered to the full the buzzing of his head and suspicion that his wife did tread her shoe awry the devil he thought in this perplexity did for his comfort give him a ring and therewithal did kindly put it on his middle finger saying hans carvel i give thee this ring whilst thou carriest it upon that finger thy wife shall never carnally be known by any other than thyself without thy special knowledge and consent gramercy quoth hans carvel my lord devil i renounce mahomet if ever it shall come off my finger the devil vanished as is his custom and then hans carvel full of joy awaking found that his middle finger was as far as it could reach within the what do by call it of his wife i did forget to tell thee how his wife as soon as she had felt the finger there said in recoiling her buttocks oh yes nay tut pish tush ay lord that is not the thing which should be put up in that place with this hans carvel thought that some pilfering fellow was about to take the ring from him is not this an infallible and sovereign antidote therefore if thou wilt believe me in imitation of this example never fail to have continually the ring of thy wife's commodity upon thy finger when that was said their discourse and their way ended End of chapter three twenty eight